what is up everyone and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. There are new Cowboys articles up there every single day of the week. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Make sure that you check that out. And we'll talk about the ride of the week in a few moments here as well. But let's get into the X Factors right away. I won't lose uh, too much of your time. I won't waste it uh, for sure. So I want to get right into the X Factors. We'll get into three of them specifically that I am looking forward to on the upcoming game versus the Commanders. This is a Washington team that is struggling, as we talked about earlier in the week. They're actually ranked as the worst team in the NFL, according to Football Outsiders, DVOA, which is an efficiency metric. They're right now, they're 32nd in the NFL. They're 29th on offense, 29th on defense. They are just struggling overall. However, we were talking about them having somewhat of a decent offensive line, at least going by PFF grades. And I know the perception is not really that because of the sacks that they have allowed, but a lot of them are in cars are on Carson Wentz. They have struggled to run the play action. They have struggled to run the football. But then, you know, it is the Carson Wentz experience. And with, with the bad, there is some good, and you never know when Carson Wentz is going to be on a good mood on Sundays and going to toss for four touchdowns like he did in week one versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's that's just the Carson Wentz experience in a nutshell. So, I Toxic Tom, I do agree with you somewhat in here. He says, just got a feeling that this will be a trap game for Dallas. I'm not there yet, but I'm just... Uh, I think that we're getting that feeling maybe because Cowboys Nation might be feeling a little bit too confident heading into game day. And I'm not there yet. I'm excited about where the Cowboys are at. I am uh, not high at all on the commanders. But still, you have some question marks about the Cowboys, and I think that's more than valid. Here is one. the, The first X factor that I want to get into is the fact that the Cowboys might be facing a third-string center on Sunday because the commanders are dealing with some injuries, man, at that offensive line. Some of their starting offensive linemen are on the injury report. Doesn't seem like they will miss the game outside of the center. So you get Sam Cosme listed in there, but he's expected to play. However, they were already playing a backup center. Uh, The original guy was placed an injured reserve earlier in the year. And then you got Schweitzer switching positions from right guard to center. He missed week two with a hamstring injury. And now he's in the concussion concussion protocol. And it doesn't seem like he will play because he has missed back-to-back days of practice. You never know with concussions, and that might change quickly before game day. But there is some risk for the commanders. They might be forced to play a third string center. And, you know, I think that if the Cowboys defense has shown us something over the first few weeks of the season is that they will come at your weakness on the offensive line. 
versus the box that was left side of things. You had Michael Parsons rushing the passer from there, even more so after Donovan Smith, the left tackle, went down injured. Versus the Bengals, the Cowboys were doing everything in their power to isolate Micah and D-Law on the outside so they could get to Joe Voro. So they were zeroed in on making the most out of the Bengals' weakness. The uh, similar thing with the Giants, we saw a lot of blitzes, a lot of you know weird looks, exotic looks at the center of the offensive line. We've talked about this earlier on the on the week here on prime time. So I am expecting Dan Quinn to exploit that area of the offensive line for the Washington Commanders because honestly, I think that the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys has earned our trust in that sense. If there is one weakness. For the opposing offensive line, the Cowboys will make sure to exploit it. Not only with talent, but just overall with scheming as well. So the fact that Washington is also coming into this game wanting to establish the run, at least based on Ron Rivera's comment he was talking about earlier in the week, he was talking about play action not working for the commanders because Carson Wentz is struggling even in play action snaps he ranks about 30th in the nfl out of play action efficiency just to give you an idea really quickly here and ron rivera's hypothesis is that the running game is not working thus the play action isn't working either i don't know about you but i i don't think that running the football with a third string center is going to be any easier for the commanders on Sunday. Now, we know that the Cowboys still have some things to fix in their run defense, even though they have looked better so far this year. We knew that even since last year, that was a weakness for this Cowboys defense, the running game. That will be a key. And, and I think that the Cowboys might be able to exploit that absence of a starting center for Washington if it indeed happens on Sunday. That's not official yet, but they're backup center who was already uh, forced to play who has who had moved from right guard to center has missed back to ba back to back days from practice with a concussion so it looks like he might not be ready to go for for Sunday that's one area that I am expecting the Cowboys to exploit Jeremy says uh, Parsons is coming straight up the middle and we've seen that from the Cowboys we've seen that uh, I've talked about by the way I have talked about the fact that Dan Quinn this year is being way more willing to move around D-Law and Parsons from side to side, even more so than last year. I know that we already knew that the Cowboys would be creative with their players, but if you go back and you look at 2021, you will see that the Marcus Lawrence rushed exclusive, uh, almost exclusively versus the, teams, the opposing team's right tackle. This changing him from side to side is something new for 2022. That didn't happen at this rate last year. And the same goes for Micah Parsons. And the same probably goes from those uh, over-the-center blitzes, those mucked-up linebacker looks. We even saw Anthony Barr and Leighton Vanderish rush those A-gaps last weekend versus the New York Giants. Actually, this same week, because it was on Monday night, but you get what I am saying. So yeah, I am looking forward to that being an example. Holly says, we have trap games in week four. 
We don't really know any team's skill set, says Holly. I think that is fair. Uh, I think that what we mean with trap game is just this overall game in which pretty much everyone is feeling confident about the Cowboys. I was looking at some numbers earlier today and about 73% of the money, according to Action Network, is on the Cowboys. Not on the not not of the money of the bets, which is different. But yeah, seventy three percent of the tickets are on the Cowboys for this game. I think that's more than anything what we mean by trap game. Uh, but I do agree that it's not a trap game in the sense that you're caught looking forward to next week's game uh, versus the Rams, for example. I don't think that will be the case. Let's see. Uh, Toxic says we are probably the trap game for all these teams too. That's a that's a that's a very good point. Timothy says the defense will spread out across the defensive line, pressing hits on quarterbacks and sacks. Says Timothy and the Cowboys have been doing that so far this year. Moving on to my number two X factor, and I think this one will be somewhat of a contrarian one. I've seen that Cowboys Nation understandably so because it is a matchup to watch is zeroed in on Terry McLaurin squaring off against Trayvon Diggs. They've had some moments. Uh, Trayvon Diggs allowed one big play, for example, the first time that they faced each other. Then he just erased McLaurin from the Washington offense at one point as well. So we've seen their moments in this Somewhat of a rivalry. I'm not ready to call it a, a full-on rivalry between those two. And that is a matchup to watch for sure. But I am more intrigued about another skill position matchup. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but I, I kind of want to see what Jordan Lewis does against Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel has been manning the slot for the Washington Commanders. And it has been going somewhat well for them. While Jordan Lewis might be in, in need for a, a bounce back game. I don't want to be too tough on Jordan Lewis because I also don't think that this, uh, that he is this kind of hole on the Cowboys defense because you don't even see opposing teams targeting him so much. But in 15 targets, he's given up 13 catches, according to Pro Football Focus. He's allowed 151 yards, 11.6 per target. Then you get Curtis Samuel rolling into this game with 11 targets from him coming from the slot. And he's been good for 75 yards in those 11 targets. Uh, but Curtis Samuel actually leads Washington in targets. So he has, he has been targeted more than Terry McLaurin has. Uh, this Washington offense kind of prioritizes those quick passes. And maybe it has to do with the state of their offensive line. But I think this might be an underrated matchup. I want to see how Jordan Lewis does versus Samuel. And I think that overall, we kind of forget about Jordan Lewis a lot of the time. Not in a bad way necessarily, but there's just so much focus on... There's so much focus on Trevon Diggs. Is that Tuatangoi Law on the ground, by the way, on Thursday night football? If so, damn. Uh, Tua just got blasted. Says Tommy915. He did. I didn't see the actual play. I just saw him on the floor. That that sucks, especially after what happened on Sunday. Man, he did get blasted. 
Oh, that sucks. Anyways, man, that commander's logo is straight garbage. It's Toxic Tom. Let me show that for you one once more so you guys can see what Toxic Tom is talking about. It kind of is. It really kind of is, right? Rocky says, as long as we have Micah, I trust J. Lou is going to get the job done. And this is a great point from Rocky. And Tommy uh, and King Element says, just laying low. Talking about Tommy here in the YouTube chat. But I do agree with Rocky uh, in the sense that the Cowboys' past coverage has looked, well, obviously, that is related to the Cowboys' pass rush. Uh, you know, it all ties together. And I do think that this defensive backs group is a group that can continue to look good with this pass rush. And I don't think that Jordan Lewis is going to show up in any of the top slot cornerbacks rankings that you fire up on the web. I don't think that Trevon Diggs is necessarily in that top cornerback conversation. Like if we're trying to decipher who is the best of the best in the NFL, Trevon Diggs might not be there yet, even though he has looked quite impressive in coverage early this year. I would argue that maybe even more impressive than last year. So there is that. But I do think that Anthony Brown is also not going to show up on that top cornerback rankings or anything like that. But I think that there's not a hole on this secondary for the Cowboys. And I think that is a huge deal. And it might have to do, as Rocky pointed out, with Micah getting to the quarterback in at a 50 miles per hour velocity. And it might have to do with Dan Quinn skimming up Genius's defensive looks. But what I mean is, I don't think the Cowboys secondary has a hole. Holly says, Lewis just needs reps, man. Sam Rose's Dix is the best in my book. Timothy says that he needs to just cover and not always go for the pick, which is going to be a tough ask for Trevon, maybe. Uh, but maybe he does want to balance some of his gambles there because he's a gambler. When he's out there in coverage, he is a gambler, which is why he, he is a ball hawk in the NFL and why he got 11 interceptions last year. But I agree with Timothy that maybe he could dial it down and maybe it will just depend on the matchup. It will depend on who you are facing on Sunday. You're facing a quarterback worth gambling against. Uh, Carson Wentz has always been known for his turnover-worthy plays. Man, it does not look good for Tua right now. That sucks. Uh, still on the field. Oh man, that 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 kind of sucks, especially because, and I'm not not a medic, and I never assume to to know any of of that stuff. But the fact that the NFLPA is investigating the Dolphins for what happened last Sunday, I'm sure that you guys saw the clips. And then for him to get another head injury, if it is indeed a head injury right now on prime time we could be in for 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 serious drama in the nfl hopefully Tua though uh hopefully Tua is okay they have the gurney out on the field Sistani. yeah man they do i didn't see the the heat live i just saw when when he was on the field that 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 sucks oh you saw canelo in there blooper alert you saw canelo in there holly says you're right mo yeah, unfortunately, with, with the whole Tua Tagovailoa thing. Anyways, 
Moving on, unfortunately, hope, hope two is okay. Uh, but we'll move on for the final X factor. And by the way, this is the perfect opportunity for me to tell me who's your X factor of this game. Who are you watching on Sunday versus the Commanders? Who do you think is going to be a difference maker on the Cowboys' second NFC East showdown of the season? Let me know. I'll jump into my third into my third um, X factor here, and that is just red zone offense. And I could even broaden this up a little bit to situational offense in general because, believe it or not, the Commanders are a top five third down defense in the NFL right now. And that has to do with facing a Jaguars team that was consistently shooting itself in the foot in week one. They went 3-4-12 on that matchup. The Jaguars did. So that obvious, obviously boosts the commander's numbers a little bit here. But they were a top five reds, uh, third down defense. The commanders were. So the Cowboys need to be ready to, uh, need to be, excuse me, need to be ready to go on third down. But when it comes to the red zone, the commanders have allowed 15 trips to the red zone. 15 so far in this season. So the Cowboys are going to have a chance to get inside the 20 yard line. Can they capitalize? Cooper Rush has had. One touchdown per game, one passing touchdown per game this season. I want to know if we can see him get two, for example, on Sunday. Because I think that the Cowboys are going to get chances. This might be the game in which we see the most red zone offense from the Cowboys yet. They need to convert those into touchdowns. Because once more, the commanders have allowed 15 trips. And that leads the NFL. In a bad way, of course. Uh, those are the most red zone trips allowed so far in the season. Toxic Tom says, Kellen Moore, don't mess this up. Colin says, whoever plays left guard, which doesn't appear to be set in stone because Connor McGovern has been limited in practice. We know that they have been taking looks at Jason Peters. And then, of course, there is Matt Farniak. If McGovern maybe can't go, and maybe the Cowboys don't feel like Peters is ready yet. Uh, I think that's that's a good X factor from Holly. Malela Time says regarding Tua, uh, that's a possible brain injury with his hands like that. I hope not. Wish him well, man. I, I hope I hope not as well. Uh, Timothy says offense six is Timothy Gregory goes with Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker, I think, is the highest graded safety right now in pro football focus at least in coverage something like that i remember seeing that at one point today when playing around uh with pff's stats i hope dallas has a sack party says gilbert gavin escobar oh samuel what did he samuel says and you know this is something that uh, Samuel says, I wouldn't joke about that. He says in the in the comments, he says that Gavin Escobar died in an accident. Oh, man, damn, that sucks. Oh, rest in peace, Gavin. 
And I'm sure that Cowboys Nation remembers Gavin Scovar perfectly well. By the sounds of it, uh, judging by the chat, it was an accident that has to do with uh, rock climbing. Oh, Whew. I didn't know that. Is this recent, like minutes ago or like this happened earlier today? Not that it matters, but I I'm shocked. I didn't expect that at all. Rest in peace, man. Solid player, says King Element. Six to Midnight says, good tight end. Had great hands, says King Element. Oh, I'm chook, man. Rest in peace, Gavin Escobar. Hate to, uh, hate to find this out uh, live, of course. It always shooks you up, but shakes you up. But, you know, damn, that's, that's sad news. Rest in peace, Gavin Escobar. I hate to I hate to have to move on is what I is what I mean. I hate to have to move on in these kind of situations, but you know, rest in peace and thoughts with his family. And of course, I know that Cowboys Nation will will honor him uh, today on social media. And of course, even even the the Dallas Cowboys might do something on Sunday. I would imagine that sucks. That majorly majorly sucks. But anyways. As I said, I hate to move on, but, you know, we'll move on with the show, of course, and we'll try to we'll try to make this Thursday night a little bit better for everyone who's looking for some Cowboys uh, content here on the show. That sucks. Anyways, we do need to get to betting the Cowboys. That is one of my favorite segments of the week. We are 3-0 so far this season. That has me a little bit nervous about this next segment, because as you guys know, uh, week one, we went with the under week two, we went, we went with Cowboys plus seven versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And that was a risky bet, but it paid off last Monday. We went with Cowboys plus one, which was uh, kind of a toss up kind of game, but we felt confident about the Cowboys winning that one. Now the Cowboys are three point favorites versus the Cincinnati Bengals, versus the Washington Commanders. And, you know, that's an uncomfortable spread. But we do need to come up with a single bet to make. Can we get to 4-0 on betting the Cowboys? And this is the segment, of course, in which I ask you for your predictions. Drop your score predictions in the chat. My pick for betting the Cowboys is going to be the Cowboys. I, I need to ride them right now. I need to go with the Cowboys once more. It is minus three. Might get to minus three and a half uh, at some places and at some points. It has gotten to minus three and a half. I hope that does not happen later in the week. If it does... We're going with it, even still. But the official number that we'll use here on betting the Cowboys is Cowboys minus three because I just checked and that remains the number in my preferred sports book. Uh, we're 3-0 for the season. I think that the Cowboys are a better team overall. And even though I have some doubts, I just have more doubts about the Commanders, man. 
32nd ranked team by DVOA. The Cowboys are actually sixth, which is surprisingly high given how things have looked on offense. That, you know, Cooper Rush is moving the ball and all of that, but this is not the most efficient offense in the NFL. So before we get to the final score prediction, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2022 Mazda CX-30 Select. That one starts at $26,895. It comes with an all-wheel drive feature, Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, backup camera and blind spot monitor, safety first, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So go on to freemanmazda.net and check out the CX-30 Select and check out the pictures from the outside of the vehicle, the inside of it. Family-owned business for over 65 years, so you get A-plus customer service. Make sure that you check out freemanmazda.net. One more prediction as we usually do here on Thursdays. This is my score. I've got the Cowboys winning 25 to 20. I've got a four-sack prediction for Carson Wentz. And I've got Cooper Rush passing for two touchdowns, which would be the first time. That would be the first time in the season. Ah, he did have two touchdowns versus the Minnesota Vikings in 2021. But we're going with a low-scoring game once more, even though this would actually go over the projected total in the vetting community. 25 to 20. That's my number. Let's see some of your comments here. Let's, let's see some of your score predictions. We've got 24 to 10 from Holly. We've got 42 to 17 from Chuck. 24 to 13 from Toxic Tom. Cowboys will cover, says Russell. So he agrees with the with the betting the Cowboys pick. 28 to 10 Dallas, says Gregory, 30 to 16. So what I can uh, take away from this so far, as I continue to show your predictions on the screen here, is that I do have a higher score than most for Washington. 24 to 14, 28 to 3, says Crypto Keeper. There you go. 20, says Gregory, that is not happening. And Thomas says that Wentz is going to get sacked eight times. Man, if he does get sacked a lot, though, if he does get sacked a lot, that should concern Commanders fans gravely. Because the Cowboys, the, the Commanders, I'm sorry, need to know heading into this game, you, might, you need to have some quick game stuff ready to go. That, that needs to be your game plan 100% going up against these Cowboys defense. I would assume that is going to be the case on Sunday. But then again, you don't want to overestimate the commanders, I guess. Third string center, though, not looking good. Uh, Ozo Digisuwa, Quinton Vohana can really wreck this game, by the way, on Sunday. I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. Because... Chances are he will uh, third. They, they will need to play a third string center. Thomas says they are already concerned, Mo. He was dropped nine times last week. 
yeah, they need to be already concerned. But what I mean is coaching wise, I would assume they're going to be arriving to AT&T Stadium with a plan to get rid of the football even quicker than usual, knowing that Micah and D-Law are going after Carson Wentz. That's just what I would assume. Once more, I don't want to overestimate the commanders here. But yeah, I'm going with 25 to 20. And I think that it will be a very fun game. Make sure that you check out, of course, uh, Skywalker's Shield tomorrow morning. Make sure that you check out the game day show. And I will see you on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central, more or less. You know that I like to go uh, a little bit early in the second quarter. Toxic Tom says, I saw a graphic that showed Wentz. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to read that yet. Russell says, I was expecting more out of Gallimore so far. What are your thoughts? I think that overall with the snap count, we haven't really got any chance to seeing more out of Gallimore. He's being versatile, though, for the Cowboys defense, so I like that. I don't think that we have seen enough, though, to really know uh, about Gallimore. I'm not disappointed yet. I'm not disappointed yet, though, on him. Tony Miles, thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. That is the one thing that you can do to help out this show. The biggest thing is hit that thumbs up, of course, uh, because that will get primetime in front of more Cowboys fans. And that is what we want. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, rest in peace, Gavin Escobar. That news sucked. Really didn't expect that. Uh, on a similar note, not that similar, uh, but still, you know, uh, sucky news, I guess. Rest in peace, Coolio. See you guys on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central, here on Primetime. And hopefully, we'll be talking about a Cowboys win. Adios, hasta mañana. Buen fin de semana.